Hey, this is Chris, and you're listening to Her Pocketbook Podcast. You already know what to do. Grab that glass of wine or that herbal tea, find that cozy place, and take this ride with us through Her Pocketbook. I'm happy that you all came on tonight to talk to us about some real stuff. So I'll start with this. I heard, don't quote me, I just heard that breaking up with your girlfriend is 10 times harder than breaking up with a significant other. Mainly because that breakup with a significant other usually ends because of some kind of infidelity. So he cheated, she cheated, and we just done. It's that simple. But with your homegirl, you have to face the crossroad your relationship comes to. You got to put your big girl panties on. You got to keep it real. And that's regardless of her feelings and your pride. With all that said, true sisters have to work hard at keeping their relationship healthy and everlasting. So I'm glad that you guys are willing and able to come tonight and talk to us about your journey, how it started and the rocky situations that it may have went through and how it got you back to a place where you're good sister friends again. And now this is an everlasting sisterhood. Well, thank you for having us, Chris. You're so welcome. And let me say this. So, one of the voices you're hearing is Dr. Dominique. She was here last week <laughs> with the TRT. So thank you for coming back. And she is with her bestie, Nadia. I love Nadia as well. Thank you so much, you guys, for coming on and sharing your story. A lot of people wouldn't come on and just say, hey, we about to tell it all. But you guys mm-hmm. are. And I thank you for that because this, um, this is a conversation I think nobody really talks about like who talks about you know what I'm saying yeah who mm-hmm. talks about how our friendship was cool and then it wasn't and it was cool again like nobody really <laughs> nobody really talks about that it's kind of just like oh they would used to be whatever and I don't see her no more so <laughs> you know in the first thought I guess they got to a fight and they not cool no more but that's yeah. not the case here it's expected for friendships not to last. We don't see it mm-hmm. in adults. So we just expect like, oh, they fell out. Okay. They'll probably find somebody else to be cool with. Right. But I think some some people, they expect it, but they they also are nosy. Like, what the fuck could happen, you know, with yeah. them? What's going on? I'm nosy. Like, if I see somebody on Facebook, I'm like, well, I see her in no pictures in a minute. What's tea? I want to know. Yeah, but I mean, for us, well, I'm going to start it off. Mm-hmm. So me and Dominique, um, I'm going to start it off my version of, I, I went to Turner Tech, we went to high school together, ninth grade. This was the summer um, before the school year started for freshman year. And I didn't know nobody out there because like it was just, it wasn't one of those schools that you transferred from your middle school. It was just one of those schools you got accepted to yeah. or whatever. So I didn't know nobody. So every day I would be in the gym by myself. And this was had, in 2001. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> we had, years ago. <laughs> we had gym all day, every day for whatever. I guess that's, that to was get our yeah, electives. Yeah. So we had gym all day, every day. So me, I'm at the gym all day, every day, sitting <laughs> in the corner by myself. I have no friends. Are you serious? Like, in the corner? Yeah. <laughs> everybody would huddle up together. It was the worst because everybody came from different middle schools with their clique of friends. I didn't have none of that. It was legit me by myself. I hated every minute of it, but it was just like whatever. 
And I would just remember one day Dominique coming up to me and was like, you want to walk with us? And I was just like, yeah, because we would walk in the parking lot in circles. <laughs> Ghetto. Like, that's what was one of the assignments that had to be done or whatever. Yeah. And she was just like, you want to walk with us? And I was just like, yeah. And then it was just one of those things where we just like clicked. And the whole summer I was drinking papaya. Papaya. <laughs> and, and, and I do not like Funyuns. I don't like Funyuns. I didn't know what her obsession was with the papaya, but that's what she wanted. So I was just like, all right, like this was going to be like, I'm going to be drinking papaya and eating Funyuns like the whole summer. That's what we did. So that's how we eventually like, it's just like one of those things you meet somebody, you just automatically click. Right. And yeah. so that was, yeah. and I think we went throughout high school. It was like, of course we like, you know, had other friends. Like mm-hmm. there were moments where we were closer with other people yeah. than we were with us. And it was just like, you know, we kind of um, always found our way back in a sense. So yeah, because life takes you to through different stages. Mm-hmm. Like you're a totally different person from freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior year. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, you know, Dominique was way mature than I was. I was still like, you know, I was still getting there. I didn't take a lot of things serious. Like, but, you know, I'm going to get my stuff together even. So yeah. that's, that's how it was for me throughout like our so just to add on to that I think like I would describe me and Nadia's relationship I still like Laverne and Shirley like we were when you saw one you saw another and it's not necessarily that we had um like there was any point in high school where we grew apart it's just that like she said based on what our our motivations were we had different sets of friends too like it was us as a core, but then we also had, like I had my friends that I went to like dual enrollment with. So we would leave school early to go take college classes and then come back. And then I had my group of friends that I worked with. Like we worked at a fast food restaurant together. And then she had her group of friends that she rode the bus with. You know what I mean? So yeah. we, we had all these subsets of friends, but then we were like our, the two of us was the core. The core, yeah. So that was pretty much our relationship. And then, um, you know, when it did come time for us to go to college, we had a bump. Yeah, we, we had a we had a we bump did. that year. But we were ultimately all going to college. We were all going to Tallahassee together. And we were all going to live together. And then the summer before um, school started, me and the friend that we don't talk to anymore, we met two other girls while we were living in the dorm. And we were both like, dang, I fucks with them. Like, I, you know, like, let's stay with them. And so we went down and, like, had the least changed. Like, okay, well, we're going to go stay with them. And, or, how did it end up Yeah, y'all was going to stay with them. We didn't know anything. It right. It so happened that the other friend, um, we're going to say friend A and friend B. Mm-hmm. So my friend is friend A. Well, our friend is friend A, and the other one that Dominique was with, friend B. Friend A was, like, um, just called the leasing office just to kind of, like, check up on things. And they was like, well, we don't have no place for y'all to stay. And we like, what? And so that that sounds like a setup. Just call the leasing office and see what they don't say. (laughs) 
so we we found out like we weren't roommates. Like I was just like, hey, they called us and told us. It's not my best hour at all. And uh, I was just like, I ain't gonna lie though. Like after I found that out, I was just like, all right, I'm done. Like, uh-huh. I was done. And I remember when we went up to Tallahassee. And but then we didn't even end up living with them either. Yeah, but when we went to Tallahassee, and I remember y'all coming to the hotel, and I'm thinking to myself, why are they here? <laughs> like that's what I was thinking. Like I was done. Like I was done. I was like, I felt like that was messed up. But then I was just like, you know what? Whatever. I just let it blow over, and so it did. Yeah, we we bounced back from that situation really quickly. Yeah, yeah. That that didn't. It didn't. It it was. I don't. We don't even talk about it. Right. It was just a fucked up thing that a friend did. <laughs> Me being that friend. Like, why the fuck did I even do that? That I was awful. It was, it was. It was one of those things where I felt like, you know what? They don't found new friends and they don't replace us. Cool. That's how I was. I was let's just like, like, the other friend that we were going to stay with. Like, I had an issue with her anyway. Yeah. Just, yeah. you know. I mean, it wouldn't and have so worked out. It was mentally. it was good that it happened like that. Yeah, because it wouldn't have worked out. Yeah, it it wouldn't have. So fast forward. So we we talked about how we were in high school in college. I think we were, um, we were the same, but we were freer. It was like yeah. there's no parents, there's no body like over you trying to make sure that you're doing this and you're doing that. And so we really got to see ourselves kind of manifest into who we were destined to be, I I guess. it's At that time for me, I felt like I was taking it a day at a time. So it was just like... (laughs) She was living her life. I was living life. (laughs) No, no, no. Let me rephrase that. I mean, no, no, no. I get that because she just said back in high school... You were more mature, Dominique. So <laughs> I could see you, Nadia, coming into this place where, okay, I can do whatever I want to. <laughs> I'm about to do whatever I want to every day. I was. Yes. It was. It was just like I woke up late. Like you know, I took classes late. <laughs> like I was just like I don't even consider myself being an adult. I just felt like I was living. Yeah, because I never got to live. So it was just like, we had all of these experiences from going to the clubs, having different jobs. Nadia met this random girl who <laughs> happened to be at the pool area of our yes. apartment complex yes. with two garbage bags. And you let the girl move in with you. I let her move in with, with us. This <laughs> was homeless. And I just felt like that wasn't right. It was a lot of shit. That going was on. the like. That's how I like. I was just the type of person like, you know, in college, everybody's having sex. Everybody's talking about it. Mm-hmm. I'm a whole version in these streets, mm-hmm. so I'm just you like, catch up. I'm just like, I just want to do it because <laughs> it's something. It's the right thing to do. It was everybody's like, doing it. Right. right. It wasn't even like. It was just real life, like, you know what? I really love you, and I just know we're going to be together forever, so why not? Yeah. Take my virginity. Right. <laughs> it was just right. like, let me have something to go back and tell my girls, y'all. Right. <laughs> like, right. I lost my virginity. So I was just as clueless as ever. I was mm-hmm. very clueless. I was so clueless to the point where I would tell myself, like, well, you know, maybe if you use condoms, 
you won't get pregnant. Not knowing mm-hmm. that using two condoms isn't a smart thing to do. Mm-hmm. But that's just going to show you how I'm not going to say immature I was. I just wasn't. Um, you were green. You didn't have like your parent. When I say green, I mean like new to those things. And you come from the background of having parents that were a little more that was very strict. Yeah, and, and so, sheltered yeah. me from yeah. everything. As opposed to, it's kind of like you can shelter your kids, but still let them know what's out there. Right, and they so, yeah. Part. So I didn't yeah. know. Like, for me, watching a different world. I didn't think that that was real. I didn't think college like that really existed. Because if I knew it did, then I'm pretty sure I would have took my studies in high school way better, mm-hmm. uh, more serious. And then I would have got into uh, actual university where I like, you know, was able to have the whole dorm experience. Granted, I had the college experience. Mm-hmm. I'm still grateful for that. But I was the slow poke in the group. I was the last. I was the only thing I was first in was having a child. Well, let me say this. A different world put college in a very gift package life. <laughs> because as an adult, I was just like, yo, this they is- don't put in half of what really be going on. Only one that had a real storyline when you think about it. Like, yeah, I had to work my way through school. I'm older than all of y'all. Yeah. I'm coming back. Everybody else that was in the core group were like, kids who had parents who had money mm-hmm. fresh out fresh off a, a, a rich boat right so yeah it was like for me the whole college experience it was amazing like I would have traded for <laughs> anything in the world like you got some stories if I had to pick between high school and college it would definitely be college but like I said I was the last person to like graduate I was the last person in everything except to have a child that I don't listen well, let's okay. go there. That, <laughs> I think that is where the crux of our Yeah, that's where our relationship came from. started. So, of course, we go through different experiences. I don't think we ever fell out or we ever had any arguments. It was just always, I was a support system. She was my support system. We always communicated on the regular. I would real life be sitting in her class. Yeah, at FSU, be there at the um, the, what was the union? Yeah, like like I was a whole student. <laughs> like Without I was the- <laughs> like I was literally be sitting in her classes, just there. Yeah, and so um, I got pregnant. Mm-hmm. I got pregnant, and so I went home. Well, I was I was living with uh Dominique for a, a bit. Then it was just like you know, my parents are like, well, you know, you, you need to come home. Mm-hmm. And so went home. That didn't work out. Came back with a three-month-old baby. Mm-hmm. And so um, naturally, everyone took this child as theirs. Mm-hmm. This was the only baby in the group. And from high school, it had to have been like twenty of us. Yeah, that went from like high school to college. Like it was twenty of us. No joke. Like in Tallahassee. And so this became a village where my son would literally be rotated mm-hmm. from friend to friend because some people had to go to work. Some people had studies like, and this wasn't just like the close friends. This was just like the whole clique of friends. Like I'm talking about my son is on FAMU's campus, mm-hmm. <laughs> like watching the Why dancers. they practice for yeah. this? <laughs> yeah. That's who was babysitting. Like I walk in Walmart and somebody be like, oh my gosh, Sean. And you don't know who they are. I don't know who they are. <laughs> so it was just like, this was a whole village because Sean had an absent, uh, 
an absent father. Like mm-hmm. it, it was just absent. It was just always unheard of from the beginning. Like he just wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, it's okay. Like we got you. Like right. we all finna figure this out. We all got your back. And so that's what it was. Like we all, when I had to work, some people rotated. Mm-hmm. Like we, that that was what we all um, did. So the break of the relationship was when the father came back. When he decided that I want to be a part of Sean's life. So um, I'm here now. So mm-hmm. with me, I pushed everyone to the back. I pushed everyone to the back and it was just like, all right, he's here now. Like, this is what it is. And I did that because I came from a broken home. So I didn't want my son to experience what it felt like not having mommy and daddy. You wanted a family. I I want my own real family. Put up with anything just so my son can have mommy and daddy because I know how traumatizing and how, like, I know what I went through. So it was just like, I don't want him to go through that. So I, I I was willing to put up with everything. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the relationship between me and Dominique started getting rocky. Because of course, as a friend, you care about your friend. Mm -hmm. You don't agree with it. It's just like, girl, what are you doing? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. He's not even here for y'all. First of all, let's backtrack. This is, we are now 21. We are almost done with college when this is happening. So Sean is what? Sean is like two. One. He was one. one. Mm-hmm. Sean is one at this point. So we went a whole year of, you know, really just pitching in. And I'm talking about like she gave you an an overview, but let me give you like actual things that had that happened. So you get a sense of how this group like was like fucking transformers <laughs> like we was like we're gonna take this child and we're gonna help you like you had one person who would um I remember one day I was home and you were at work and so Bungie had him mm-hmm. and Bungie came and dropped him off because she had to go to school so then I had him or you know I remember getting my financial aid check back like and you know college students we broke as fuck but when we get that check it's like what we need, what we doing, how we <laughs> we get everything. And so I remember, you know, going shopping with her and just like balling out, making sure he had like winter coats and you know all. And everybody shit. had a stroller. And everybody <laughs> we all had strollers, our own strollers in the car, our own car seats in the car. If you need me to go pick him up from from um, daycare, I got you. If I need to skip class to help get you and him to his doctor's appointments. I got you. That's where we were at. You know what I mean? So the dissolving of the relationship started when she was hiding from me that the baby daddy was back in Tallahassee and that they were back talking. Like, I didn't know that. Well, we weren't back like dating talking, just communicating. Y'all were communicating. That's some old shit. Don't sit up here and pretend like y'all wasn't talking at the time. No, it's emotion. Okay, he was living with his girlfriend. But we were not like, because remember, I was still in my relationship, even though it was kind of a bit dysfunctional. But I was still in my relationship, but we like legit were not like talking on that level. Okay. So I found out that they were back in communication one night we had just some kind of come to God conversation and it was between me, you and friend A and friend B. Mm -hmm. 
and we were just like, they brought it out. Like friend B brought it out. Friend mm-hmm. B was like, yeah, y'all, you over there talking to so-and-so or you had so-and-so come over. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Are you for real? And we were in my apartment. I remember. And I was so like hurt. And so it's funny, Chris, when you say like, you know, with relationships, it's obvious somebody cheated or somebody stepped out. In that moment, I felt like she had cheated on us. Like, it shouldn't be that easy to... And again, you know, we're 21 years old. And now that I think about, reflect on that time, it's like, but that was a different situation. You had a child Mm -hmm. and you were trying to build a life and a home and a unit for that child. And me selfishly, I was looking at it from my perspective, like, damn, like this nigga ain't shit. He ain't never going to be shit. He ain't (laughs) never been about shit. And you you right back with him. And you right back there. And I know her. You know what I mean? Like at the time they weren't talking, but I know my friend. I've known her for how long at that point? A long fucking time. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, well, y'all just friend, that's just friends now. But I know what that's going to turn into. Right? And I don't want that for you. I don't want that for Sean because this guy is like bad news. I remember being so angry that I just like, they were, the three of them were in my living room. I got up. I cut my fucking lights off. I don't know how any of them got home. Who left with who? I don't know. I just left them out there to figure their own shit out. And so then from that point up until the big issue, the real big thing that happened, we just... We had never spoke after that night. Right. It was like... That night was like one of the worst nights of my life. After she went in the room and so... Friend A left and friend B was like, I don't know how you finna get home, but I'm finna go. And she got in her car and she left. And I didn't have no phone. I didn't have no phone because um, he had broke my phone earlier from an altercation. So I didn't have a phone. So I leave the apartment and I'm just like, where am I going to go? With Sean. With Sean. And it's like, it's like, 40 degrees outside. It was cold. So I walk to like an ex-boyfriend's house. And so I walk from like, uh, I don't even know how to describe the distance, but at that time, like from Ocala to like Old Bainbridge. So that's a long way. Yeah, it's a long way. So I'm like throwing tennis shoes at his window, throwing tennis shoes at his window, trying to get him to open up the door because I'm just like, you know, we're freezing. Like I remember like it was this guy who was, like riding and he's like please let me give you a ride and he's like I, I got my wife on the phone like she stay on the phone with me the whole way like let me just give you a ride and I'm like no I'm almost there and so I'm banging on the window throwing the shoe and so this girl comes out and she starts cussing me out like bitch you need to get from the door this one the blase blase so I'm like all right so um we start walking again. This time, like, I'm holding him because, of course, he can't walk. And so now we're walking from Old Bainbridge all the way to North Monroe. Mm-hmm. So this is a dumb, <laughs> like, long walk. I think it took me probably like an hour and a half to get to my destination. So I got to another friend's job who I knew was working the overnight shift at a gas station. And so I stayed in her car until like she got off work and, you know, I was able to go to her house. She was able to take me home and I was able to go to sleep. 
So that was just like the beginning of like what the fuck. The- <laughs> Why is you though? I didn't find that out until we, I don't know, till we got back. Yeah, like cool, years, years later. Because in my mind, I'm like, bitch, you should have left Sean there. Like, I'm thinking, okay, one of these hoes gonna take you home because all of y'all on some fuckery right now. And it was really like an issue between you and I. Yeah. So I don't understand why one of them didn't give you. And the crazy thing about it was the next day I ended up coming to your house. After I work, because your mom told me to come over. Yes. And then I was talking to your mom and I told her that, you know, I like I was like, you know, I had walked. I'm very tired. And so her mom, Dominique's mom was like, well, you know, God has a way of working things out because that same friend that said that, you know, well, I don't know how you finna get home. I'm finna go end up getting into a little fender bender where they took the tag and now she didn't have a car. So, um, when I got a back, you know, this was the day before Thanksgiving. Yeah. 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 So it was, um, I remember that being the last conversation with like, uh, Dominique's mom and, um, Dominique still, we still didn't say anything. She still didn't say anything to me. And then it's just kind of like you feel like you're not wanted. So I just removed myself like completely like that was the end of it. I remember reaching out through like Texas and uh, so friend A came with me and friend B went with Nadia. Because naturally friend A was more so her friend and friend B was more so my friend. Right. So then friend B cut me off. Like, so that kind of drew a line in the sand. Like, I'm over here with her. Fuck what you talking about. Fuck what friend what Whatever, right? So that went on for maybe like uh, two weeks or so. Mm-hmm. And out of nowhere, I get a phone call from friend B, Nadia's friend, who is boohoo crying in the phone. Like, I'm talking about <laughs> like that in the phone, right? And I'm like, First of all, I haven't talked to you in like weeks. Like, what the fuck is going on? What's happening? And she's like, can I come to your house? And I'm like, yeah. So she comes to the apartment and she is physically upset. Like she's dry heaving. Like it took forever to just calm her down, like to get to a point where she could tell me what happened. I'm thinking, oh, my God, did somebody pass away? Like what's going on? So finally, she stops crying and she tells me that, you know, Nadia had been living with her and um, her and her son's father had started getting back into a relationship and that um, he beat her up. He said that she was physically abused by Nadia's boyfriend. And so she called the police to tell them what was going on and Nadia didn't um, like she she said it didn't happen no she said you completely lied and said it didn't happen and so in that moment honest to God you know I was done I was done because it was like this was what I was afraid would happen not that you know he would be physical or violent with anybody but because I mean that just didn't seem like who he was you know at the time but just the fact that I knew this dude was bad news. I knew him coming back around was bad news. And now 
this was the experience that happened. And I think that the worst part is, okay, now I was right. You did choose him over us because you, you didn't back your friend up in that moment. That's what I got from that. So, you know, after she calmed down and she left, like I just resolved that the friendship is over. I don't want anything to do with her. I'm done. And that was that was it. Like she reached out to me because remember this was like our last year in college. She texted me, you know, congratulations. She wrote me these really beautiful text messages for, um, you know, graduating, and I didn't respond. Yeah, because it was just like, and into my side. So y'all don't think I'm just this horrible person? Because she's it not. definitely. <laughs> we didn't. find out later. Yeah, it didn't go like that. It was like so. I, it was like two days, a couple of days before. I had gotten into an altercation. Remember, I said the phone broke. Mm-hmm. So I got into an altercation to, with him in which he like snapped my phone when I was trying to call the cops. So when the cops came out there, they were like, oh, you know, they don't even see what's going on. They just see there's a child there. So in their mind, they're just like, all right, y'all, we got to get DCF involved. Mm-hmm. And so the next day... DCF came to a friend's house and started questioning the friend, like what type of mother I was, this, that, and the third. So when we, when I was at friend B's house and so we're having, she's like bogging him out. Like she's talking cash trash about him. And the whole time he was listening, we had no idea he was in the house. So then he appears and he's like, you know, what you had to say about me. And then she's like, well, I'll say whatever I want, this, that, and the third. It happened so quick. Both of them had each other in a headlock. Now, I ain't but I could do. <laughs> like, you know, he's strong, she's strong. Yeah, so I'm over here. I'm like, wait, no, stop, separate. It's only but so much that I can do. Is he wrong? A hundred percent. A hundred percent. I'm not going to say who put who in the headlock first. It could have been her. It could have been him. I don't remember. But what I do know was that when they finally separated, she's like, I'm calling the cops. I'm like, call them. Call them because he wrong. Mm-hmm. She calls the cops. And the whole time my son is in the room knocked out. So we're outside. And, you know, we're talking to the cops and I'm telling the cops like, yeah, you know, he had her in a headlock, this, that, and the third, like whatever, whatever, blase, blase. So the cops is like, um, you know, I'm just going to need y'all driver's license. I said, okay. I heard my son crying. I said, um, I have to go get my son. He was like, there was a child. If there's a child involved, we have to call DCF. I said, okay, let me go get my license. I never came back outside. Because <laughs> I was like, bruh. <laughs> DCF just came knocking on the door the other day. Like they finna be like, girl. They finna be like, girl. This is the second time. What is you doing? So I'm like, and I'm, I'm thinking like, she finna understand. I ain't going back out there. Like I'm not going back out there. So I stayed in the house. So whenever she was done, she came in there. She was like, oh, you fly. You this, that, and the third. You ain't come outside. That's messed up. Get out my house. Uh. Like just all of that. And so I'm over here. I'm like, yo, I could not go outside. Like understand like DCF was just knocking on my door two days ago mm-hmm. about him. So it's just like every time they turn around, I'm in a physical altercation. My son is involved with this guy. Like, mm-hmm. no. And so, um, she didn't understand that. So it was just like, 
she went and told her side of the story. Now there was a friend C, right? Who the hell was C? Friend C. Oh yeah, yeah. So it's so funny that because like her name really it really with a C. they they names really A B and C yeah. Real so life. Wow. C came and was like, "Yo, I heard this story and it's gonna sound like you. What's up?" So I told you know Francie my story and so she was like, "Yeah, you know." So Francie became, you know, we built a relationship. Yeah. I'm not gonna say she filled that void because no one could ever fill that void. But like Dominique say, like I would like write her. Like I remember one time I was riding past by and I think a tree branch had fell <laughs> in y'all window. And I text her like, oh, I hope that y'all are okay. And I was and like, bitch, fuck you. This, that, and the third. <laughs> it was just like, I always sent out text messages. I wrote like long, um, I remember my last message I had wrote on Facebook. It was a long message I had sent on Messenger. And um, you responded not to the message, but the status. And you wrote a status saying like, sometimes the hardest thing to do is to let a loved one go. Mm -hmm. You said something in the sense of that. And then that's when I was just like, all right, I'm going to give up. Like, I, I, I think I'm really going to come to the realization that we're never going to be friends again. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, I'm just, just going to like go my separate way. And, and that was course, seven years. Chris. Yeah. So for seven years, no communication, right? No, nothing. It was just like, I never thought I would see the day where we would speak again. And it was just like, it was like, it was like, it's like a heartbreak. Like you're in a relationship. Like, and that's why I say like, People really don't normalize friendships, but friendships to me are way bigger than anything. Any marriage, I, I think so. Too. They're much, they're much deeper because you almost yeah. are. You're telling this person usually your deep friendships like that. Mm-hmm. You know each other from the soil, right? So there's mm-hmm. no one that can tell me anything about this person because I have always known them before you. So any relationship that they're in after you, you don't realize that we have, we, I have to, I would have to had work on my relationship with this person throughout all their relationships, still Mm -hmm. being the only person that has known them from the soil. I have known them from the soil. There's nothing that you can tell me about their family. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. About anything. I know this person and for that relationship to go on for years and years and years throughout the years of you having multiple relationships on top of that, mm-hmm. that's that's the real relationships. Your friends that have been with you through thick and thin and been through all the boyfriends and been through marriages and divorces and all that stuff, and they still your partner to the end? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, do you know what mm-hmm. kind of and, and, solid relationship that is? Because we had to compile. You done been through fifteen niggas, and I've been through all fifteen <laughs> with you. And see, what I feel like is like in life, you only live one life, and in that life, you find your soulmate. Mm-hmm. And some of us are not fortunate enough to find our soulmate. Mm-hmm. And we do have two soulmates. There's your friend, and then there's your partner, mm-hmm. and you know, you see how people uh, break up relationships because they become so envious of like, you know, 
a, a woman and a man. They become envious that they're soulmates, like their mm-hmm. relationship just seems so perfect. It's no different from friendships. And so we had people in our lives that were jealous of the uh, relationship that we had. Friend they, A and friend B. Yeah, the, the, the soul. <laughs> like, That's what I was going to ask. So you guys had this major breakup, like literally it was like boyfriend and girlfriend like they just broke up before our eyes and we got custody yeah we got custody of this of sean right basically how did everybody else adapt to that friend a b and c like right now right now we at the point where we in the seven years y'all don't even talk to each other yeah not team dominant well uh, on the outside looking in, every everybody was team Dominique because I remember like they even took professional pictures together. It yeah. seemed like they Shut were going up. for the like, like they was just like, we don't fool with you. You are definitely not a part of our friendship. It was like, you know, this is us. So you're not a part of it. So it was just like for me, I only had uh friend C to lean on because Francie was mutual with everybody. She was the only one who actually tried to patch things up and was like, girl, it's not working. Whereas friend A and B, mission accomplished. Mm -hmm. There ain't shit to try to fix up between them two Mm -hmm. because we never cared for those two to be together anyway. Mm -hmm. We always wanted, you know, it was, I always wanted you to myself and I always wanted you to myself. It was like friend A was like, I want Dominique to myself. Friend B was like, I want Nadia to myself. Mm-hmm. And they had that. Mm-hmm. They mm-hmm. had that. So there was no reason to try to <clears throat> patch everything up because later on in life, the one that ended up putting the icing on the cake, friend B was the one who actually came back. Like hit me up out the blue one day. And I was just like, okay. So me, I kind of like, you know, it's kind of like, I see you knocking on my door and I'm going to talk to you through the window. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to let you fully, fully in because you took a piece of me that like literally destroyed me. Like for me, it was a very bad, bad breakup. Like it was a heartbreak. Like I was sad. I didn't have friends. Like I didn't have my friends. I had to got real skinny. I was out here looking like a crackhead. <laughs> like, I lost a lot of weight. It was just like that was the only friend that I've ever had that I've ever like that I ever felt like we were one so it was just like for her to just up and leave it was like I had to learn I started looking at it in a good way I was like I don't hate her I just think that it's time for me to be on my own I leaned on her too much as a clutch so this was a way of me being able to be more independent and not kind of like you know you know, you can do this. Like, you need to be on your own. You need to focus. You need to figure out you all over again. Mm-hmm. So throughout those seven years, I never had a best friend. I never let someone kind of, like, fill that void. It was like I was very careful. I met people along the way, and we got close, but never to the point to where I was like, we're yeah 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 we're on that level it was like i had friends who reminded me of her but nothing like like even when i would talk about her like i was telling her like you know whenever we reconnected and i reached out to friend c because friend c you know we kind of like went our separate ways 
after a while. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, guess who? Like, you know. No, you see, you skipping this, you skipping parts. Like, I, am, I, am, I, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you from my end what happened on those, those seven years. She looks at it like a period of growth. And I think it was a period of growth for me too, because there was, I, I felt like I was very, um, selfish and prudish and like I had these ideals about what was right and what was wrong and there was no gray area you know what I mean Mm -hmm. with me there was no gray area it was like you do something like this fuck you I'm done with you there's no (laughs) let's talk about it let's no like and even within those seven years that me and her weren't talking I also wasn't talking to my dad like I wasn't even talking to him because of some wild shit he did but that's for another episode um, so the, the seven years of me trying to come to terms with, okay, that relationship ended. What did I learn from that? And on the you know flip side of that, I never had someone to replace her either. Like that didn't happen either. Um, and it's not that I made that conscious, like conscious choice that, oh, I'm never going to be friends with anybody like that again. I wasn't, um, closed off in that way but it it naturally that's what naturally just happened like friend a was still in the picture she was still around but nobody really could fill that spot and I wasn't looking for anybody to fill it and then on the other hand I would also say that there wasn't any bitterness there wasn't any bad blood on my end like I just did not honestly I didn't talk about her and I wouldn't allow people around me to talk about her I don't care. She got whatever she got going on. That's her business. Like, don't bring that shit to me. I don't want to know. Which I think shows that I was still immature in 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 my emotional intelligence. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I still, I was holding a grudge. Yeah. yeah. For that time, like, I didn't even want to know. Like, I was done. And then, um... And I even remember, actually, friend A did ask me one day, like maybe two years after I moved to L.A. She was like, you think you'll ever like reconnect with Nadia? And I was like, you know what? I can't say what life holds. I don't know. But for right now, I do not see that happening. That's just not where I'm at. But I didn't outright say no. Fuck that bitch. (laughs) So that was growth. (laughs) That was growth, I guess, in that point. But yeah, that was seven years of us not. Because yeah. it was, it was like, and in those seven years, um, even my family was hurt. Because I remember, like, like all my little sisters, like I remember when, like, you know, I told them, of course, the whole story. Like, even my parents, and it was just like I remember when friend B came to my house, and everybody was giving her the look, like, "Why are you here?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it was just like, like that's how that's how strong the hurt was because mm-hmm. it was just like you know I had siblings who like who wanted that that space but they couldn't get that space because Dominique had it so it was just like we want to be like you know how you are with Dominique like we're your sisters we want to be that way so in those seven years I focused on my sisters as well I became their best friends mm-hmm. and it probably wasn't fair because it was just like, I think like I went ahead and I just filled a void. Like Dominique wasn't there. So, you know, sisters are typically your best friends. So let me go ahead and gather them all. 
And I felt like with that, I was, I kind of didn't, I missed out a good chunk of their life. Mm -hmm. So it was just like when I came, when I was there around those seven years, they had become different people that I wasn't aware of. It was just like, y'all are my sisters, y'all are my best friends. I can talk to y'all about anything. So that's just like what it was. That's like what it was. So in those seven years, I kind of like, you know, focused on um, getting a, a tighter relationship with my sisters. It was just, like I said, I never really said nothing bad mm-hmm. about Dominique. I didn't hold a grudge. In my mind, it was just like, we're never going to be friends again. So I just moved on from it. And then I'll add on to, you know, just the, let me add my reasoning too, for why I didn't even leave the door open for conversation. Cause again, like I said, there was no gray area. I was very black and white, very prudent. I was just going to say like, there was never and a conversation. My- it sounds like no one ever talked about anything. It was just, you know, until uh, it was, it was just, an agreement from silence that it is done. Well, let me tell you why, why it happened that way. Like why I didn't even open the door for conversation because think about it from like, you know, my perspective, me and Nadia met in, you know, the summer of eighth grade, but then by 10th grade, friend A and friend B were in the picture. Mm -hmm. So we, we're all together and we went through a lot of shit in high school. We went through a lot of shit in college together, the four of us. So anybody else outside of that relationship could have came to me and told me some wild shit about Nadia and it would have been girl gone. You know what I mean? This is somebody who knows everything, who we have been in a relationship with, who chose your side. You know what I mean? She chose your side when we kind of had our little divide and she went with you. And now she's coming back to me physically upset, crying like she fucked me over. Like, so in that moment, I'm like, I don't want to hear what you have to say because you, this was like the last friend within the group that you were like, that you had. And this is what you did. And how could you do this? You know what I mean? It was like, I don't even, I don't even care what the other side is. Like the other side, like this happened. There, there is a police report. Like this was an experience that she had. Granted, the way she said it happened, didn't happen how it happened. (laughs) But that's why I took it the way that I took it. Because this was someone that was close to me, close to her. This isn't somebody from the outside looking in. And she, she couldn't I, have been lying. Right. And I think, you know, that's just also our naivete to the fact that we had a friend A and a, and a friend B who didn't want us to be friends. Yeah, yeah y'all, y'all, you, didn't, y'all didn't see that part. You know, that was the divide right there. I, I, I don't feel like I was oblivious to it. I felt like that was something that I always knew, but I also always knew that me and Dominique were so much stronger than that. So I was just like, no matter what they you say, we were clearly. Yeah, I wasn't. yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. we were stronger than that. So to me, I always knew that. I always peeped that. But I was just like, me and Dominique are so strong that whatever they take to us, it's not going to bounce. It ain't, it ain't gonna stick. At least not with me. It wasn't going to stick because there were occasions where they tried to say certain things. Like, nah. 
<laughs> like mm-hmm. it, did, it, it didn't stick because I already knew what the motive was. So it was just like, and I think that's where a lot of my hurt came from because I'm just like, bro, Dominique, like we way better than this. Like this is what they've been wanting. Like, like this is what they've been wanting and you let it happen. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to keep fighting. But then after a while, when you're the only ring, one in the ring fighting, you just like, <laughs> you're just tired. Like, <laughs> just like, doing all these punches. And right. It's just like, you know what? It is what it is. Yeah. So, you know, um, like I said, in that time, I used that time for me to grow. For me, like, that's when I started taking my life yeah, yeah. a whole lot serious realizing like you know what I can uh, my son doesn't uh, there are men out there who will do a way better job mm-hmm. than his actual father so that's how I was able to w- walk away from that unfortunate situation mm-hmm. so I just kind of lived my life like I just I met people along the way mm-hmm. I was very careful I learned that there were there are different types of friends mm-hmm. that um you know everybody doesn't have to be a best friend People mm-hmm. can be, you know, you have coworker friends, like best friends that are coworkers. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> you got friends that, you know, you just chill with. You got friends that you can just literally call and party with. So I was put in a position to where I was able to learn different friendships, different people and realize like, hey, everybody don't, every friend like contributes something different to your life and that's okay. Mm-hmm. But I guess with Dominique, it was just like the one stop shop. Mm-hmm. So I don't like dealing with a lot of people, mm-hmm. but in this case, it was just like, I got to deal with you to have a good time. I got to deal with you to like, mm-hmm. you know, confide in. I got to deal with you when I want to be serious and talk about business. I got to deal with you when I want to talk about faith. You know, that's crazy that you said that because now I could see how I, I did the same thing. Like the different I friends. had these different groups. Like I had my grad school friends and I had my doctor school friends, and you know, all these other like arenas and spaces where you know those relationships blossomed that yeah wow and it was it was like like I said I never spoke ill of Dominique because all of these people knew about Dominique Mm -hmm. they never met her but they knew about her I'm not gonna jump the gun like how that experience was when Right, so that was the seven-year break. The seven-year break. What is the next question? Yeah, I'm like, okay, so we we in the midst of the seven years. Yeah. What the hell happened to get y'all back (laughs) here today talking about this? Because it had to be it had to be catastrophic. Because you know why you know why it had to be catastrophic. Because uh-huh. if anyone's listening right now, they're probably like, oh, me too. Girl, that is fu- Oh, my God. You know, they feel <laughs> they have been in the same relationship. I swear. Somebody is in the same relationship right now. Yeah. Right. And they trying yeah. to find their way back. And they're at year one of seven. Right. Yes. And if I were at year one of seven and I'm listening to you guys right now. I can feel the love in you guys' voices. You know what I'm saying? Even though you're saying were, 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 we still, we we know that you guys are back together because you're sitting here right now, but we don't mm-hmm. know the turmoil of, of it all. But if yeah. I'm at year one, looking at seven, eight, ten, hell, sometimes 20, we don't know. You know, whoever's listening, we don't, you don't know how long it's going to take you to get to this point. But I can hear like the love in you guys' voices. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just a great thing right there. 
that you know i'm just i'm just thinking about relationships like y'all could have that night being mm-hmm. on the front porch you dominique you could have been friend acb whoever it was you could have mm-hmm. been out there funking with her and the dude with the baby in tote it could have mm-hmm. been a whole dramatic scene and you guys were just like you know what never again i didn't fought mm-hmm. her I done cussed her out. She didn't disrespected me, disrespected my house, disrespected my room. I will never in my life do that again. On the flip side, Nadia, how would she disrespect me? I got my son right here, and you know what I've been going through. Da da da. da. I will never again. But it wasn't that. Yeah. When I listen to the story, nothing dramatic. I'm talking about dramatic. Like we fought, we cussed each other out. There's no getting back that didn't happen you guys separated in silence dom you said you went to your room close the door and i don't care who's there lock it up nadia with your pride and your son in tow you just walked (laughs) off seriously like you just walked off you didn't go back and cuss nobody out because they didn't close the door or what nobody messing with you no more you walked off in tow with your pride in your son silently and just left like we just gonna leave it at that and it was almost like a given like already we both already know okay you gotta know who you're dealing with like I knew Dominique was a different person (laughs) so it was like I mean, what I'm arguing for? If I'm arguing, I'm going to be... I, I told you I've been fighting for myself. I've been fighting by myself in the ring for two years out of the seven. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say a year. I don't think I went as hard as two years. No, you But um, I was fighting by myself in the ring. So, I mean, I've always known that Dominique was black and white. I've always known that she was cutthroat. So, it was just like, there was nothing I can say or do. I can... Only thing I can do is try to prove and show my love. And then even after that, I was just like, whatever. But me, I'm a firm believer of people can come back from anything. She does believe like, that. I always say that. I don't care how bad it gets. People can come back from anything if you come back Correct. the right way. And so then that brings us to how we ended up getting back together. So a high school reunion was coming up. And um, naturally, our president, who we're friends with, you know, to this day, past president, Shout out to Christina. <laughs> she um, created a group, uh, a page on Facebook where we just kind of like were able to, if people were able to come in and like share their suggestions for um, the 10 year reunion, share pictures from back in the day and all that stuff. Right. And so at this time in my life, I am engaged to my husband who we also went to high school with. So Nadia knows him very well. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm engaged to him. We're about to get married that year. So I'm not able to make it to the reunion. Like I'm like, we're coming down there for a wedding. I'm not going to be able to make that. And so unfortunately, one of his best friends who was going to be the best man at our wedding died unexpectedly. He had a heart attack in his sleep and, and died. And so, you know, that brings about a lot of different thoughts about like life in general, the existential nature of that and watching him, watching him grieve his best friend. It just, 
it made me think about who is that person for me mm-hmm. outside of him. And so right when I'm like in that weak moment, somebody is like posting pictures of us from high school. Yeah. <laughs> I'm laughing, I'm saying, I'm laughing, I'm like, hey, but somebody's posting pictures of us from high school and we were just so young and stupid and just like you couldn't tell us shit mm. and and I was just like oh my god what have I done you know yeah so she wrote me a message <laughs> I seen like you know messenger Dominique <laughs> and so at the time I have a close friend um Francis so I'm like Girl, Dominique, <laughs> like Dominique wrote me. She's like, what she said? Send me a picture of us. <laughs> she just on ten because she knows, like you know, like it's like Francis came in my life. Like I'm gonna say, 2010. She came in my life 2010. So she knew the ins and outs of everything. So she hears everything. She knows the story, but she doesn't know, like, you know, she she doesn't put a face to a name. So literally, like, Frances has heard the story of everyone walking away, and she's watched everyone come back one by one. Like, first it was friend, uh, friend B. Then, like, literally me and Frances are riding in the car, and I get a phone call from friend A. And me and her looking at each other like, what? Oh my God, I'm friend D. I just realized that. Well, I was going to ask Nadia. I, I was going to ask you, Nadia, because I know you're getting that, you know, every friend just kind of came back A, B, C. Why, mm-hmm. why wouldn't you keep D personal? You know, like why wouldn't that message be something like I'm not about to tell nobody about this because I need to see what the hell this is before I say anything because for me I knew what it was and I was just more so excited than anything so Mm -hmm. it was just like I didn't care I I knew it wasn't nothing negative I knew that like this was that window and um when I told my friend Francis, I was like, oh my gosh, like Tommy, what she said, what she said. And you know, we like two little kids on Christmas. I was just like, it was so many sorries. It was sorry for the seven years, sorry for not being in Sean's life, sorry for not listening to your side of the story, sorry for missing out, sorry. It was just, it was so, so, so many sorries. I don't, I don't even know if I wrote back. I can't tell you how the conversation went after I think that. I wrote back like what's the number, and then you called me, and uh, then we spent like two days nonstop on the phone. It was as if we never left. Like I'm over here at work. Like at that time, I had an Android. I didn't have an iPhone, so I'm on video message. I'm like, this is so awesome. And then we realized so, we had so. the same car. Yeah, we had the same Altima. I'm at home like, just my apartment. This <laughs> my sister, but it'll work. <laughs> like, that's how we were. And I remember even reaching out to uh, friend C, like, girl, guess, and we were not speaking. Like, we had parted ways. Like, it was just one of those things, like, okay, yeah, our relationship ran its course, but I reached out to her, like, 
you won't never believe who reached out to me and I told her and then you know she was like oh my gosh I'm so happy for you guys like I knew that you know you guys would find y'all way back to each other I'm happy for y'all and then me and her just went flatline again I felt like if anybody who was deserving to know that moment it was her like girl like look who like you know so it was kind of like it was no time lost it honestly, even today, it doesn't feel like we went seven like that years. Happens, right. Yeah, it doesn't feel like we went seven years without speaking. And with me and her, it was like it's just always been constant growth. Yeah. Like constant growth, constant pouring into one another, constant, like, you know, this is what I feel about this situation. And oh well, you know. I don't think you should do this. It was nothing like, I know that everything she says is in love. Mm-hmm. And because I know it's in love, I don't, it don't never come across as shady. It's yeah. always genuine. So it makes me more open to receive the information and apply it and vice versa. It's just yeah. like, I don't have someone who's just instigating the situation mm-hmm. or bigging me up like, yeah, girl, you right. It's just like, I can call her and be like, this is what my significant other did, this, that, and the third. Like, I'll be, like, dogging him out. And she'll be on the phone like, mm-hmm, okay. And then once I'm done, she'll be like, so here's where you're wrong. <laughs> and you think to yourself, like, girl, what? Like, yeah. you're supposed to be on my side, but you are on my side because right. you're holding me accountable. Right. And it's just like, I think in a lot of friendships, they tear apart because people don't know how to hold each other accountable. Yes. And when so when people hold another person accountable you automatically think that that person is hanging yeah or they're attacking you yeah but it's just like no like you should be able to hold one another accountable and yourself and I think that's what I knew I had to do to get the relationship back or at least open the door because she had been trying you know years previously and it, it was closed the door was closed it was as closed. Nene said. it was locked it was locked and I left I didn't live there no more Child, it was all changed but so I knew that if we were going to get to a space where we could talk about this seven years later I needed to take ownership of the part that I played and that part was not listening to my best friend not allowing my best friend to tell me her side and missing out on years of her life and her son's life. You know what I mean? Like, ugh. I get sick sometimes just like thinking about it. But it doesn't really feel like like it feels like a bad dream. Yeah, it don't feel like the seven years. Because it's just like to me like yeah, even with seven, like... Seven years don't feel that long. But it didn't like it went by so quick and like I said it's probably because the way we bounced back. It was like we bounced back like we never left. Like, like you were telling us you know that friend of yours had you know that two years between her and her friend it was not that yeah it wasn't that. it was that I'm sorry I'm holding myself accountable for the fuckery that happened between us and then it was okay bitch so what you eating for dinner it was literally yeah. just like that and then I think the other thing to keep in mind too is before I reached out to her I knew that her and friend B were already talking again yeah. and in my mind and I was like a. And friend A. And in my mind, I was like, how could I still be mad at her if friend B ain't even mad? Yeah. This happened to her and she ain't even mad. Good friend who is a soulmate, yeah. people will sabotage that. And it's not talked about. It doesn't seem like it's normal. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem like it's common, but it is. Yeah, and it's it just happens like, all the time. Yeah. Like, if you work on you being 
a friend, a good friend, then naturally someone will gravitate to you and you can build that relationship. That doesn't mean that you have to steal someone else's or try to sabotage it. It's just like work on the best version of yourself. Like I have fallen in love with learning because of Dominique. I'm always eager to take on the next chapter and see like, how am I going to like, you know, overcome this obstacle? How am I going to overcome this fear? Like, how am I like, what will she like, you know, what will she feel in me or what will I feel in her? Right. It's just she like, has fueled my foray into entrepreneurship and, you know, just seeing her build her brand from the ground up and not being afraid to be her own boss and make her own way in the world has kind of made me hone in. Well, what are my gifts and what are my talents and what are the things that I've been wanting to do, but have been too scared to do? you know, hence, you know, our, our organization. And so I think we're at a place now where, like you said, this is the one and the two. And then at the same time, we also have other ones and twos, you know what I mean? Like, Mm -hmm. like for instance, Chris, you and I are one and a two, her and her friend Francis are one and a two. And there's no drama. It's like it isn't, and it's just like you can. Because I even said when me and Dominique first reconnected, I was all in the church. Mm-hmm. Dominique, on the other hand, wasn't. But as a friend, you respect that, mm-hmm. and so you naturally like you know you can do what's best for you. I'm gonna do what's best for me. We still gonna talk every day, right? And then so eventually we were on the same page. But it's just like you have an understanding, you have a level of respect for that person. You don't feel like any little thing is worth sabotaging the friendship. It's more so help me understand your process. Yeah. So I respect it even more. Right. And it's just like, I'm not going to judge you for the things that you say. Like I can be like, I'm done with, you know, my guy. And so the next day, girl, we back together. (laughs) And it's just like, me and Dominique are able to be very, very vulnerable. I think that once you're able to be vulnerable with somebody, that just unlocks a whole nother world. Like, well, of course it has to be with the right person. (laughs) Once you're vulnerable with that right person, it just unlocks a whole nother world. You get the best version of yourself, Mm -hmm. the best version of that person in which it kind of becomes a chain reaction because I'm not only the best version for her, but I'm I'm also the best version for my son, my mother, my like fiance, like everyone. I'm like I'm totally different from just having a simple conversation with her that allowed me to be vulnerable and see mm-hmm. things in a different light. Yeah. Right. You know, so their first friend that truly got their back, that is down for them, that has never lied to them, that's always gonna tell them the truth that is always going to be there and never judge them. That is their first realization of what true love is. Um, we're seeing this play out or we saw this play out in um, Insecure. And I remember you calling me and you talking about the dissolution of the relationship between Issa and Molly seemed worse than the breakup between Molly and, I mean, between Issa and what's his name? Lawrence. 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 Yeah. <laughs> Talk about Tell me, tell us more about that and how you, you even related that back to our relationship and our friendship and how from the outside looking in, you saw so many people that were on one person's side and you thought that was toxic. I think that whole Issa and Molly thing was, um, I think it was a lot of miscommunication and a lot of people being involved. I don't think it was more so like 
me and you per se. I saw me and you in the beginning. Like, okay, I would say like Issa as a character is me. Molly as a character is you. Like Molly don't play. She got her shit together. Mm -hmm. Whereas Issa, uh, my dog just bouncing, freestyling (laughs) in the mirror. That was like, that was me. But I felt like in their situation, I feel like friend A and B played a role. Like at one point in the series, we I was Issa, you were Molly. But in the remainder of the series, all of a sudden Issa finally gets her shit together, mm-hmm. which that would be me. Mm-hmm. And Molly can't handle it. That would be friend B. Mm-hmm. So it was just like, it was kind of like in that aspect. There was some, okay. Yeah. And then it was just like, if certain things happened with Molly, it was just like, there were certain traits in Issa that was actually friend A. Mm-hmm. So it was kind of like, I feel like Insecure was the first show to ever put it on the map that friendships are heartbreaking. They hurt. Like, but we all was going through the same exact thing. Issa, like, I don't think Issa skipped a beat with uh, shit that we go through. Thank you, like, Nadia. That's the first time I've ever seen a show where in every episode you can insert any alphabet that you wanted to. Yep. And it was just like, you know, insecure, insecure in the friendship. Yeah. Insecure in the relationships. Yep. But it was just like, when it was all said and done, it was all about friendships and how friendships are important. Like even with the whole postpartum thing, right? Yeah, yeah. With that episode, that yeah. I was yeah, just like, hit. ooh. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it made me like look, oh my gosh, like Dominique is really I didn't yeah. go through postpartum. Yeah. I didn't go through that. Maybe because I was only you went 20. through prepartum. <laughs> prepartum. <laughs> <laughs> So I didn't go through it. So when Dominique was going through it, I didn't yeah. understand it that much. It was just like she laying on the couch. She ain't finna take a shower today. Shit, I ain't finna take one either. Right. <laughs> so that's for me. It was just like just being in that same space. I didn't understand it, but it was just like that show hit everything you could possibly think of. But at the end of the day, it wasn't about her husband. Yeah. It was about when her husband knocked on that door to find her in that hotel. Yeah. Her friends were right behind him. Yeah. <laughs> so it was yeah. like, yeah. it was like, you know, it was just like Molly and Issa. Girl, like, you got to make me go back and watch every episode. <laughs> I swear to, I swear to y'all, I swear like, I will. Babe, I would do a binge tonight. Molly and Issa was like, you know what? We finna like put our differences to the side and figure yeah. out what's going on with them. So it was just like, I feel like with Issa, Issa was really trying to show like, yo, y'all don't talk about this, but yeah. friendship is like, friendships, like like the people said on my side, it's, it's everything. If you guys were to say anything to anybody right now, I'm talking about an A and a B. Excuse me. Excuse me. Take that back. <laughs> I'm talking about a one and a two. One and the two are at a crossroads they don't know what to do they don't know if i should text her they don't know if i should pick up the phone they don't know if i should roll to her house what would you tell those who are eager like it's something in them like i gotta call her damn i like i need to it may have been two days it may have been 15 years but if this girl don't get off my heart what do you know what else am i supposed to do and this is after the transgression has taken place, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. I would say do do something similar to what I did. Like, 
you might not be the one that did the worst part of the the, the, the issue, right? You might not be the one who, who did the deed, but your reaction to said deed caused it to disintegrate, right? Caused the relationship to disintegrate. If, if you're that person, don't be afraid to reach out and still say, I'm sorry for the part that I played in it. And make it make sure it's a real apology. It's not one of those fake apologies where you're like, I'm sorry if I made you feel like this. No, I'm sorry if you took it this way. That's not an apology. And it's not, I'm sorry for doing this, but you did this. So that's like, like you have to hold yourself accountable if you're trying to kind of meet on this level playing field. And hopefully you have a friend that's, or a, an ex-friend that's receptive to it and that is also going to take accountability for what, you know, the part they played in it. And I would say reach out. Don't wait. Um, you know, similar to the situation I, I said about, you know, the best man at our, our wedding, like, you never know how long people have here. And if that person is on your heart and that's someone that you want to connect with again and you want to make things right, then you have to act on that moment and you have to seize that opportunity because... You know, you might not get another chance. For me, I would say um, do what's on your heart and um, be prepared for a good response and a bad response because you don't know which way it's going to go, how they're going to receive it. But I'm always do what's on your heart, hit the send button. And, and run <laughs> but uh, hit the send I'm always do what's on your heart but do it because that's something that you wanted to do not because it was something that you were looking for in exchange like something back so if something is said back then that's good if something isn't then that's okay too so it's just like mentally prepare yourself for it to go either way but if it sits heavily on your heart that's something that you just gotta let out even if they ignore you. That's what I did. <laughs> so it's just like, you know, um, don't 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 beat yourself up even if you don't get the response that you don't want. It's just like at the end of the day, you I think you'll feel much better knowing that, you know, you, you, you did yeah, you tried, you did what you wanted to do. And um, at the end of the day, even if you you're you're the right person or even if you're the wrong person, like, you know, if it comes back, it comes back. If it don't, it don't. Like I said, I'm a firm believer of people can come back from anything. If it doesn't, then they just really don't want to fool with you like that. And that's okay. Yeah, you got to be yeah. all right with that. Huh? Yeah. But as long as you grow from it, you will find somebody else to kind of like, you know, nourish that. Mm-hmm. Well, I thank you guys. Y'all done open up a whole Pandora box. Oh, my God. And it, I, I mean, know. it wasn't that bad. It's just, I don't know. I'm I'm trying to tell you, it's probably, it's somebody listening right now that's like, so it's I'm, about to, I'm about to push that button. Let me go on over to her house. <laughs> because it's been seven years too long. And if I don't grow up and we don't grow up and we don't just get this right, or if we don't sit down and have this conversation and go our separate ways, I'm never going to feel right. And you guys truly explained how you can go from one extreme to the other. Well, we appreciate you having us on and we hope that the women that are listening. um, I I also want to say, I hope that they're reminiscing like those women who have gone a while without talking to their homegirl. Exactly. 
couple of days and mm-hmm. thinking about like, dang, that was that was my that was my partner. Reminisce. I want to thank all my guests this evening. You know, it truly warms my heart to be able to vibe with women of like minds. We have so much to offer this world, and it's a damn powerful move when we can offer it all together. Ladies, there are so many more conversations to come. I don't want you to miss one word. So make sure you subscribe to Her Pocketbook Podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms.